This is the part where Jonathan's gonna play a lick so slick that greasers are gonna put it into their hair. This show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. Oh hey there, welcome to Dexplanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. What happens in this show is I look something up on Wikipedia, watch some YouTube videos, and explain what I learned to my friend David Gerondale. How are you, David? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Dex? Oh, pretty good. I had to take a nap today because I was so hungover oh. after work. Yeah. Well, you guys were uh, watching the hockey game at the bar, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Nice. But. What do we. Uh, oh, but? Nah, let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. What are we, what are we getting into? We're going to talk about radioactive decay. And then we're going to do Half-Lives 2. Half-Lives 2. Good. Yep. Because we need to clear up some of the, the brutal <laughs> ignorance a, a that I'm sure bit. we displayed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when we're talking about when we're what we're going to hit on is we're going to do some base terms of radioactivity. And then we're going to talk about types of radioactive decay. And then we're going to get into half-lives again. Okay. All right. So radioactivity is the changing of one element from an, to another. Usually a more stable element. Wait, wait, wait. Radioactivity or radioactive decay? Radioacti- uh, radioactive decay. Is the, okay, is the Changing transformation of one, of element, one element to, to another. another. For In instance, most like, cases. I think uranium turns into lead, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, they're always talking about uranium-238. Like, there's a chain reaction that happens when uranium-238 is, like, shot with an emission. Anyway, um... Radioactivity was first noticed in 1895 by Henry Becquerel, a French dude, and he discovered it by putting uranium next to photosensitive paper and noticed that it was affected. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He had some mm. uranium salts, and his, his uh, papers were, were like stained with, a, with like an off color yep. just by being stored near them, not even in contact with them. Exactly. And uh, he actually got a... Nobel Prize alongside Marie Curie for uh, this type of work in 1903. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was she the... F- okay, that's not the topic. But she's an, she's a topic in of she, herself. She is, yeah. Um, so first, let's talk about the structure of an atom. Uh, the structure of an atom is the nucleus, the inner part of the atom, is made up of protons and neutrons. And right, which are uh, held together by the strong force, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the proton has a plus one, uh, plus one charge, in, and a neutron has a neutral charge. Right, like zero, basically. Mm-hmm. And then an electron is what orbits orbits the nucleus, and it has a negative one charge. Gotcha, right. Electrons um, are said to, quote-unquote, orbit, not quite like a planet, yeah, but in a weird fashion, orbit... Um, the like orbit in or various or different shells, like a shell. Yeah, yeah, they have different shells, mm-hmm. like different areas in which they can orbit the nucleus, and they could be. But they usually have to fill time. them up in order. Um, and if they don't fill them up in order, that's usually when they have to, like, for instance, emit light. Um, like if you mm-hmm. know, if or you like hit something fluorescent with a bunch of light, it has to emit light back. Mm. And uh, so the number of protons that a nucleus has is what determines what element that is. Right, the number of protons. Mm, okay. The number of protons uh, determines that. And atomic numbers greater than 83, which is bismuth, are unstable and will decay. Okay. And then smaller elements might also be unstable because of their proton-to-neutron ratio. Right, like their isotope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, For instance, I think 
Carbon's normally 12. I think, what is it? Carbon? It was it carbon? Uh, carbon 14. 14 is, is, the... is the radioactive one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the the one where we get radio radio radioactive isotope. yeah radioisotope dating from yeah. carbon dating or ca- radiocarbon dating yeah radiocarbon dating yeah um, same diff yeah so that's basically like the li- the base stuff that we need to know in order to get into the different types of decay okay yeah we got our protons or neutrons they're in the core and we got electrons zooming around outside yeah exactly so uh, alpha decay is the most common type and uh, what happens in alpha decay is two neutrons and two protons are ejected from the nucleus and two neutrons and two protons is a helium nucleus is a helium oh yeah nucleus. is basically yeah exactly so just a, without the without, without the, electron. the electron shell so it's a so it's a helium isotope gotcha okay mm-hmm. oh because yeah and it's, and it's a it's also it's would that be a helium ion i was i wonder as well because it would have a charge at that point um yeah it would have a plus one charge yeah a plus two charge oh Wait, plus because oh because it's, sorry, it's two protons, two protons and two, and two, not, two it's neutrons. not hydrogen. Sorry, it's not hydrogen. It's helium. Yeah. two protons, two neutrons. Gotcha. Yep. And uh, so it expels a helium nucleus, and the helium nucleus and the alpha decay is easily stopped. It's not very penetrating. It just like changes in air, or it could be stopped by paper. Like it can't make its way through paper. Okay, okay. Um, I see. It's it's a highly interactive particle, basically. Yeah, and it can't get it wants, into things. Well, and it wants to get those electron shells. Of course, right. It wants to fill in those electron shells really badly. It has an it has a plus two charge. It's probably gonna it's gonna pull electrons from anything like, that has a weaker really, charge really than that, soon. basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it's highly affected by uh, magnetism and because it's not very penetrating, it doesn't really pose much threat to organs and tissues. Like in the human body. Okay, or, so the alpha particles aren't aren't highly damaging. Yeah, exactly. Effect. Like they could maybe cause burns in really high concentration, but they would be surface burns. Yeah, and like you wouldn't want to like hang out near something emitting alpha part- particles like for a long time, but like that's also not because really presumably what people are it's, it's yeah presumably worried it's, about it's emitting other things if it's emitting that. Yeah. So that's alpha decay. Uh, beta decay is when an atom emits a beta particle, which is just an electron. But how it does it is kind of interesting. Um, what happens is a neutron will become a proton and an electron. And the, elect- the electron is emitted. So the electron is thrown out while the proton remains, having changed from a neutron to, to electron a proton, and yeah. a proton. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay, so I know I know that these fundamental particles are made up of quarks, but I don't really know that much about them. I know there's like the up quark, the down quark, the yeah, the like, strange quark, and but the um, but that what that kind of leads me to assume then is that maybe neutrons are made up of the constituent quarks. Actually, nope. I just remembered something about quarks. If you ever huh. produce enough energy to pull two quarks apart. They make another pair of quarks. No shit. Yeah, so quarks are always bonded in pairs, and if you pull the pair apart, to the energy that you create, that you ins- put into the, that uh, reaction, oh, creates new quarks. So that you now have two bonded pairs. You actually can create matter this way, though it's so energy intensive, it's not really possible to do in a practical sense. No. So yeah, uh, the neutron becomes a proton and an electron. The electron's rejected. That uh, the element will also change in this as well, um, because the neutron will ch- change to a proton 
And so changing it will gain, the number of total protons. Changing the number of total protons. So it increases the number of protons, That's interesting. I never would have guessed that, <laughs> actually. Yeah. That, that, that things decay. The decay beta decay leads to, to higher elements on the periodic table. The periodic I table. almost assumed, fallaciously, I guess, that, that they would have decayed, decayed into, into lower, lower elements element. on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um and uh, their beta uh, beta particles are more penetrating than alpha decay, so they can make it into your body and fuck up DNA and stuff. Oh, but okay. they are stopped by aluminum. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's beta decay. A neutron becomes a proton and an electron gets chucked out, and uh, it can make it further and is more penetrating. There is also a third, mostly a third type that's discussed a lot, which is a gamma decay. And I'm not exactly sure how it gets it, but the nucleus has excess energy, and the excess energy is given off as gamma rays. And uh, just it just yeah. puts out gamma rays. Just puts out wow. gamma rays. Okay. And uh, so, as you know, gamma rays—they're not particles. Um, so it's, and, well, so I it's, mean, so but like, a photon is a particle and a wave. So, but it's not like any, it's not a subatomic particle. Yeah, it's, it's not a like subatomic a, particle. Uh, it's a quasi particle. I, I can't remember exactly what class photons fall into. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure either. But it's massless. Uh, yeah. Basically massless. is the point. So when that, so when it gives off the particle, it doesn't change what element it is. Right. Right. Um, um, and so, yeah, they're really high frequency. Like, they're higher than X-rays, which are higher than ultraviolet. Oh, yeah. Gamma rays are, like, kind of the most intense. Yeah, they're, they really, I mean, they, in, in comic books, they turn you into the Hulk. In real life, mostly, they just make your DNA into little tatters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And a lot of sci- and a lot of like um, popular science fiction too. They like mutate things extra fast. But the the, the mutations are generally mutations, not good. Yeah, mutations usually aren't good. And also like mutating at a fast rate is almost never good. Like it's usually better as a complex organism to mutate kind of at like a reasonable pace. Mm. The idea of the introducing just like enormous amounts of radiation is just gonna make us like evolve faster. <laughs> like. No, most of you're just going to get cancer. My bones are extra soft. (laughs) (laughs) Great mutation. Yeah. Um, uh, So, yeah, that's pretty much gamma decay. But there are two others that, like, I heard about. There's electron capture, which is where a proton captures an electron and becomes a neutron. So, like, the proton captures an electron and then changes into a neutron. So it has a net zero charge. And it's the opposite of beta decay, so like okay, so well, like it's called just it's just called electron capture. Electron capture, that is it's really kind of cool. weird, huh? Yeah. Um, but then there's another one called positron emission, and that's where a nucleus ejects a positron, which is a particle with the mass with the same mass as an electron, but a positive, but a positive charge. charge. Right. Mm-hmm. It's basically antimatter. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the different types of radioactive decay. Let's uh, try to discuss half-life. So, so when when a sample is undergoing radioactive decay in like uh, in a laboratory setting, it from what I understand, it's usually undergoing a lot of those simultaneously, right? Like it will undergo alpha, beta, and gamma decay in quick succession. 
Like, um, because I think if I remember looking at like diagrams of stuff like this, I remember seeing like alpha particles and beta particles being ejected at the same time, but interacting in highly different ways. So I think all of these happen almost simultaneously or in symphony. Yeah, and what they can do is they can actually place a magnet near where the where where the radioactive material is, and then the the magnet will actually affect the beta particle and the and the okay. alpha particle in different ways because they have different because charges. they have different charges. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the gamma will just like pretty much go. Yeah, yeah, it's light. It's not going to be affected by a magnet. What yeah. is so cool about, elect- okay, this is what I love about light, is that it is able to impart the electromagnetic force because light is a part of the electromagnetic spectrum. And so light mm. can indirectly uh, impart the electromagnetic force but is not directly affected by electromagnetism itself. Yeah, that's, it's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like a carrier of a disease and the disease is electromagnetism but it doesn't itself feel the effects. It's weird. Yeah. So half-lives, they're just how long it will take a substance to undergo or survive radio decay by measuring how long it will be until half of everything is gone. Okay. Um, and it's used for exponentially decaying quantities like radioactive materials, but there's also like biological half-lives and like they use it for like medicine a lot of the time. Okay. Like a med- like a medication has a half-life. Yeah. And uh, so here's the thing for a very, for a specific atom, it's impossible to predict when it will decay. For any specific atom, there is no way to know when it will decay. That already answers so much for me that it's a quantum effect and not something predictable in in um, in classical physics. That makes sense. There's, Why there's no way to predict it. Okay, but you can use, um, but you can use the law of large numbers to get an accurate measure. Because, like, the law of large numbers is, like, how the casino always wins. Like, you might win big on a craps table, but if you average it out, like... The house wins. The house house always wins, yeah. The house always wins. Yeah, when you average out... Just, like, crowd behavior. Like, we all have our individual quirks and all that, and we are all individuals that operate, operate on individual behavior and needs. But when you get us into crowds we tend to operate in like very predictable ways. Like exactly. social science is able to say with shocking accuracy what crowds do under certain circumstances mm-hmm. and what they tend to think. And also crowds tend to be really smart too. So yeah, you can think of... Uh, when it comes to like predicting like radioactive, numbers and shit. Radioactive material, you can think of them as like a crowd, like where you don't know what any specific person, person is will doing. do. But you can say that this this amount of people will leave. Yep, in exactly this at this of time. time probably. Yeah. Um, but and because there's so many atoms and materials, uh, you can actually use the law of averages and the law of large numbers to like pretty much figure out practically. Gotcha. Exactly. It's highly accurate because of the numbers involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Do you got anything you want to say? No, that uh, that clears up a lot for me. I'm sure. Oh, like hope this episode will be posted after the episode yeah. in which we stumbled over this for a while, trying to figure out like how. And uh, you guys will probably remember me saying that, like, uh, wondering how, how the sample one... size communicated with the individual atoms, but it doesn't. It it's doesn't an estimation based on the sample size and how individual atoms in it are unpredictable. That yeah. 
answers so much in of itself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's it for this episode. Dexplanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided sweet intro licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Likely I got a bunch of things wrong. Email me about it at dexplanationspodcast at gmail.com. If it's warranted and I have time, I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a ep- new episode about it. You can't really show you can't really support this show financially because I haven't set up a Patreon yet. Where would I be without you? Bye now.